Have you ever felt unsatisfied with your diagnosis? Do you feel like you never got a real answer based on your symptoms? You are listening to the Elevate, Empower, Evolve podcast with your hosts, Marty Penrod and Dr. Rebecca Marzinski, where our primary goal is to give women the tools and confidence to be better advocates for their own health. As a reminder, this information is not medical advice, so please consult your doctor before making any health changes. You might hear Pilot a few times today. He's being a little dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Today we are going to talk about common symptoms people experience on a daily basis and how small changes in your daily life can allow us to get to the root cause of what's going on rather than just accepting that diagnosis or taking a medication to silence the symptoms. A lot of times the symptoms are your body showing you that something isn't functioning properly. Throughout this episode, we're just going to go quickly through some symptoms and small changes that you can make to your health to get to the bottom of what's really going on. With that being said, there's definitely a lot of complex stuff that can go into your symptoms and what is happening. So making those small changes, narrowing it down will help you find out why and how over time you can become healthier. The more you pay attention to your body and what it is telling you, the healthier you will become. We're just going to go over a few symptoms. We're going to do five in total, just quick things that we see a lot of through both of our work. First one's going to be eczema, which is often used interchangeably with the diagnosis atopic dermatitis. Itis meaning inflammation. Every single diagnosis that you get that has itis at the end of the name means inflammation. The other part of that word atopic comes from the word atopy, and really that means that there's a heightened immune response to allergens. So literally eczema means inflammation or an allergy response. I think you. So I had eczema, and they gave me a cream because I got that diagnosis that I had eczema. It was on my hand, and once I cut out gluten because I found out I was celiac, I've never had eczema again. Start paying attention to if it's worse when you're eating certain things, if when you're really stressed out, pay attention to your lotions and soaps you're using. It could be a combination of a lot of these things. But really, there's something going on underneath that is causing that to happen. And the more you pay attention, the easier it is to figure out what's going on, and then you might not have eczema anymore. The second thing is something I'm really passionate about, and that's period cramping. Period cramping is very common. It is not normal. You shouldn't be on the bathroom floor for three days when your period is starting. There is something going on. That is your body telling you something is going on, something is not right. Well, is it normal to have any period cramping? Of course, you're going to have feel something. Your right. uterus is shedding a lining. Something, you're going to feel something, but it's the extreme cramping. I can't go to work. I need to take medication because my cramps are so bad. I can't function on my day. throw up. Throw up cramps. or Ugh. get headaches from their cramps. Like, yes. That is not normal. And it is common. I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. First step. Go buy a calendar. Don't use the app. It's easier to write stuff down. What day you do to get your period? What days do your cramps start? What other symptoms are going along with that cramping? Secondly, another easy fix you can do is get organic tampons, organic pads, and even the menstrual cups. Organic tampons a lot of times are thought to be way more expensive. They're usually the same price, if not cheaper, and menstrual cups will save you so much money a year because you don't have to go to the store every month. It's one thing, you clean it, it's disgusting, but... <laughs> it gets you. It's it's gross, but I mean, hey, if you're not getting cramps yeah, anymore, I'm sticking with organic tampons. 
it is so much easier than switching out a tampon multiple times because if you're using tampons correctly, you really shouldn't have them in for more than four hours. Like, not to mention, organic tampons don't have harsh chemicals and pesticides in them. Regular tampons can have pesticides in them. That is disgusting. You're putting that into your body for hours. And next brings us to heartburn. Heartburn. <laughs> How many people have heartburn? Almost everybody you talk to says they have heartburn. Um, it's usually just lumped into one big category and you're given uh, medicine. medication or you're just taking antacids every time you eat. So there's several different underlying causes why you could be experiencing heartburn. It's usually not an overproduction of acid. We can go much more into detail about this in another episode. Some small changes you can make to kind of get to the bottom of why you are getting heartburn is to first stop taking over-the-counter medication. Those medications are blocking the production of acid in your body, which, like I said, heartburn is usually not an overproduction of acid. It's an underproduction of acid. So now you're just making the problem worse. So another thing you can do is take digestive enzymes. That's super helpful. Um, and not drink water while you are eating your food. Another one we love talking about is irritable bowel syndrome. I think I mentioned this one in the last episode. But so irritable bowel syndrome, if you break that word down, because we're doing that a lot today, is your bowel or digestive tract is being irritated by something. So there's no definitive answer to why this is happening. It's just this arbitrary diagnosis that... Stomach ache? The the practitioners are giving out and... It can be anything. You could have constipation, diarrhea, all these other things, and they'll be like, oh, you have irritable bowel syndrome. Meanwhile, you can have food sensitivities. You can have SIBO, leaky gut, heavy metal toxicity, gut infections. Actually, speaking of, one of my best friends was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome for years. She even thought she was lactose intolerant. And then finally went to a specialized doctor and she found out H. Pylori, she right? had H. pylori yes. from high school that never healed and that's why her stomach was getting so bad. There is something else going on if you have any sort of bowel symptom. Just dig deeper to why you're not feeling good. Your body's not meant to not feel good all the time. So things that you can start doing if you have any sort of IBS or any sort of digestive issue really is you can start a food log track your bowel movements, make tiny changes in your diet. I wouldn't even suggest doing that at first. Track what's going on. I don't know. You probably would be better to say that than me, but track what's going on and what you're eating. Don't change anything first. We need to know what you were doing previously to make any changes coming forward. You can start taking out inflammatory foods. Oh yeah. Sugar, inflammatory oils. Usually that will take down the inflammation. And if it's still going on, then you go to the next step. That brings us to our next point. This is actually our last one. Mood disorders. We know that this is a really sensitive topic. You do not have to live your life not feeling your best self. So we just want to throw that out there. But a couple things about mood. Marty, I think you should talk a little bit about how serotonin is made so they can get a good idea of why mood is important. Okay. So 85% of serotonin is made in your gut. Serotonin is your feel-good neurotransmitters. So obviously your mood. When you have a damaged gut, you will be lacking serotonin because your gut is not functioning properly. It's not producing what it should be. When you take an antidepressant, all that is essentially doing is stimulating the production of serotonin in your body. The next step to that is asking why isn't your gut producing that serotonin and why are you having to take something that is 
is having to do that production of serotonin for you when your body should be. Why isn't your body working the way that it should be working? It's not your body is serotonin deficient. It's not making what it should be making. So you can start by cutting out sugar and processed foods. That always helps take the inflammation down from your gut. You could get into a sleep routine. Get outside. Get active. Start creating a healthier lifestyle for yourself. So those were quite a few symptoms that go with many diagnoses, I guess. Many of you might even notice that you have multiple of them. One little thing I want to say first is while some of these symptoms are often categorized as hereditary, hereditary, yeah, that doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes, and this topic may be a little controversial, but I'll stand behind this 100% because while, yes, your genes have certain effect on what you're doing, you ultimately have the control to see what happens in your life. You get to write the end to your story. So if you're making different changes in your health, you will have a different outcome than the rest of your family. A lot of times genetic predisposition or hereditary things that run in the family are because these families are doing the same thing. Okay, this person has anxiety and depression. Well, generally speaking, they're eating the same. Their exercise habits are the same. Their sleep habits are the same. Those are three things that you can change that will change your life. Easy things. So a perfect example of that is in my whole entire family takes anxiety medication. Anxiety definitely runs in our family, but my sisters, my mom, my dad, and I have figured out that inflammatory foods and eating foods that we are allergic to creates anxiety. None of us are on any medication for it, even though it does run in our family, because we have found what was causing it, which is sugar, processed foods, gluten, dairy, things that our bodies don't allow us to eat. Basically, cut out sugar, hire Marty as your health coach. Hire Rebecca as your gonstead chiropractor. And then you'll just be healthier. No, but seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By decreasing the inflammation in your body, which is really a major player in all of these symptoms that we just talked about, maybe the symptoms wouldn't go away 100%, but they certainly would be reduced. And then making the other changes to your lifestyle can definitely take them away. Again, it's a journey, not a destination. Always being your own detective about what's going on with your health. We will go more into depth about all these topics individually over the course of time. But if you have any specific questions that you want covered on any of these topics, definitely email us because we'll make sure that we hit them when we bring the topics out. So stay tuned. And it was great to hear Chat from you. With y'all. Yeah. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today on the Elevate, Empower, Evolve podcast. If you love this episode and you know someone that it would impact, please, please, please share it. We would be forever grateful. Also, we would love to hear your honest thoughts and comments. So leave us a review, follow us on Instagram, or shoot us an email of topics you would love to hear, and it will help us conquer our mission to impact as many women as we can. Thanks again. Bye.